Shut up. Band on oh, the I run. Spoke over you. Oh. Uh, just like oh, just like John accident. and Paul. Ah, oh, we should break up the band. Fuck. Let's let Ringo sing one. Band on the run is the third studio album by the British American rock band Paul McCartney and Wings. It was released in December 1973, and it was McCartney's fifth album after leaving the Beatles in 1970. Although sales were modest initially, its commercial performance was aided by two hit singles, Jet and Band on the Run, uh, such that it became a top-selling studio album of 1974 and in the United Kingdom and Australia. Uh, It became the top-selling studio album in 1974 in the UK and Australia. In addition to uh, revitalising McCartney's critical standing, it remains Cartney's most successful album and the most celebrated of his post-Beatles work. And um, we're going to shit on it for about 30 minutes or something, are we? <laughs> what are we going to do? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Wow, people are How just going to have to wait until we, until we start talking, you know? That's what they do. They have to listen. Yeah, so we'll I sit mean, here quietly and gather our thoughts for a bit. Yeah. But, I mean, you prefer Paul to John, don't you? You're a McCartney lover. Is that fair to say? I'm not a McCartney hater, I think. Mm, I see. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like, kind of appreciate all of them and for the things that they do in their own special ways. They all contributed to the Beatles, didn't they? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, but, and, um, you know, and, you know, pros and cons, weaknesses and strengths and all of them. And I'm just not a hater of Paul McCartney, unlike some people that we could talk about. Well, who had who had the best um, solo career? It'd be fair to say it would be Paul, right? Like, do you think he's had, he had more success? I mean, obviously, John only had ten years, and then um, you know, for some reason, he just stopped making music. What a selfish man! It went quiet uh, for a while, for quite a while there, until he popped up in that movie um, um, by the four weddings and the funeral fella. What was that called? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, that was, that was about the last time, I think. You know, big silence, and then he pops up in that film, yeah. and then we haven't heard any more from him. Oh, he put out a new song recently, didn't he? He did. Oh, yeah, John. Yeah, yeah, I mean. So he's still going. He's still going. I mean, you, know, yeah. he's, you know, I mean, just, I mean, uh, he does nothing for like, you know, 43 years. Right. And then, and then he's number one in America. Boom, you know, just like, like that. Boom. Yeah. Just like that. It's like, oh, world yeah. needs some real music. I'm going to. I heard. He, I heard he didn't even finish the song, though. Like, he, he, he sort of did. He started he it on it in the back in the, in the back of the day, and then he just sort of put it uh-huh. aside in a cupboard. And it's the other ones that had to come along and say, hey, John, we're going to finish this for you. Okay. All right. And, and they put that out recently so he's a bit of a lazy tosser isn't he like just well the, the the fact is that a half finished john lennon song can still be number one around the world it says a lot you know um didn't even yeah. like didn't even bother to finish the words and the verses just sort of mumbled yeah. off and uh yeah, but yeah, paul's still putting one. out album after album that no one gives a flying fuck about but yeah, no, he can one. pull something yeah. out of john lennon's cupboard and go, that bridge is shit. Let's just cut that completely. And then yeah, first yeah, lyrics that, and the yeah. other mumble about. And, and, and so Paul's made a huge contribution to John's career, even though John's 
you know, a bit slow and lazy, really. Wow. It just, I think John stepped back from the microphone because Yoko kept standing by the, you know, had her microphone too. So he just thought, maybe if I don't sing, right. she won't sing. Yeah. So if he's, he's sort of taken a back seat because he know, he's realized how shit Yoko is and he doesn't really want to go to it. You shit Yoko, just fuck off. So he's just sort of every now and then putting things out the cupboard and go, Paul, you finish it and don't fucking tell Yoko. Yeah, I did And then he goes, it, but... it's your birthday, Yoko. We got a song for you. Yay. Now, oh, yeah, you could have sung heard... on it. Yeah. I did hear, like, as an unreleased Lennon demo, and it's one of his most renowned demos called Your Shit, Yoko. Mm. Um, um, and, it, it, you know, it was breathtaking and straight to the point. And uh, it's it's three minutes of Yako reciting poetry, isn't it? Yeah, and then John's in the background. You you remember that wonderful um, your rev- shit Yako yeah, that revolution number your- nine, where it was number yeah. nine, number nine, number. Yeah. N- it was the same. Yoko's like I don't know, knitting and singing. I'm trying to remember it, and then John's in the back. <laughs> your shit Yoko. Yes, shit, Yoko. Yes, shit, Yoko. Yes, shit, Yoko. Handbag. Hmm. Put me in a handbag. Fish cakes. On the note of fish cakes, I mean, it's Mm. fair to say that um, Paul McCartney has had the most successful post-Beatles career, right? Or at least... I think he had more hits, like more lively, know, more more lively, but more life well, to him. He he was kind of the you know we can say it now. He was a driving force in the success of the Beatles, wasn't he? You know, uh, it seems like he was the guy putting the business together and trying to pull everyone together when everyone was pulling in different directions. Yeah, I he mean, tried to keep a, it going. There was a great quote from John Lennon saying, you know, like post the Beatles. Paul, uh, oh, jeez, I can't remember now. Paul, like, used the Beatle thing to sell records. And John felt like he didn't do that and probably should have done. He felt like John didn't, like, use their history to have his own success. Because uh, I don't I don't even recall. Was Imagine in 71 when Imagine came out? It wasn't a hit at the time, was it? It was only a hit after he disappeared sometime in new york city was it that uh that it became a hit it might have been a minor hit in 71 mm. um but yeah it wasn't until he disappeared it wasn't until he had a little know. break yeah a little break yeah well it's good to see him come back and have an acting career for a moment i mean i think he should do more of that mm. he didn't he look too lot, bad he looked, in his old age he looked a lot like that guy from uh 20, was it 28 days later? Was it no, 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 I don't, no, no, no. It just looks like John Lennon, I thought. Mm, mm. And older and wiser. It's good to see he's living in a little house by the beach. Yeah, and not Yoko, nowhere in sight. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, yeah. So maybe she was just making a cup of tea. Cup of tea. Maybe, maybe he has a cellar and he just has like a door with a 
bolted chain yeah. on there. It's like in you know, like an Evil Dead when they've got like the um that uh possessed witch is in the in the basement. She's chained in, but she can push open the door and, and wail, try and grab people. Um Mm. We're gonna we're gonna we'll get sued. So try and sing on people's songs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Band on the run. Band on the what's, run. What's um, that? It's the third album by Paul McCartney and Wings. All so right, Wings, all right. I think. Look, to I think they did fairly successfully as a follow-on band. You know, not many people get a second time round, do they? Like he had the Beatles and then he had Wings. So that kind of says that Paul was worth something. Right, he had a string of hits. He he was had hits through the eighties with Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson. Ebony and Ivory go together like something. <laughs> Oil and yeah. water, yeah. yeah, like ham and <laughs> cheese, yeah. Side uh, by side in the ghetto. Oh Lord, why can't we? Something like that, wasn't it? But, because guns, Paul. Because guns. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. What was, so, the one, what was the one he did with Stevie Wonder? Was that Sunshine on My uh... No, no. Stevie Wonder was Ebony and Ivory, and then he did did uh, the Girl Is Mine with Michael Jackson and something else. Yeah. And then Michael probably Jackson's... low points of Stevie Wonder's career, wasn't it? As wow. Many people have pointed out. But a chart topper. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah. The white grannies were tapping their toes to that. I go, oh, what a lovely song. That coloured fella <laughs> show can sing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I always like that coloured boy. <laughs> He's a talented uh, one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Sammy, Sammy Davis. I like those two. We're just, we're just going to stop now, Dan. We're going to move back. <laughs> To white, fresh-faced McCartney. Let's talk uh, about the white boys. Let's, let's stick to what we know. Okay. Um, um, what were we saying? Yeah, and this is like, I think, so like John, he jumped straight out the gate, had his um, Plasticono band, and then Imagine, and then eh, pretty much disappeared until he briefly came back before he disappeared again. But Paul... Mm. Paul had like a couple of sort of demos albums that he quickly put out, homemade shit. Like I think it was called McCartney. Uh, on that had maybe I'm amazed, which is fucking an amazing song, uh, but not. I don't think it was a big hit at the time. Maybe it was a small hit, but it's one of his big ones now. Uh, but then I think this band on the run was the fuck you, John. I've got a commercial success on my hands. And uh, apparently he was getting a bit um, desperate to prove himself that he could make hit records after the Beatles. Yeah. Always he would, you know? So he, he had hits on the first two records, though, didn't he? He had like, like songs, didn't, like you were saying. Maybe yeah, I'm I amazed. Mean, you know, yeah, minor hits. I don't think there were any big boomers. But, uh, you know, people that whole. You'd want to say the first five years of the 70s, people were just like, well, why don't you just get the Beatles back together? Stop fucking around. Just just call up your mates and get, you know, be geniuses again. And, of course, they all wanted to prove their solo worth. I mean, fucking Harrison put out a triple solo album. What a twat. 
Um, and, and Ringo, I don't know what Ringo did. I think Ringo was the first to put out a solo album, actually. Highly productive uh, musician. Highly still going, productive. still pulling out the music. Yeah, um, one yeah he's got a bigger, bigger output than George Harrison as well, who's also, you know, one of those quiet musicians that takes big periods out of the spotlight. Yeah, he also has just disappeared. I mean, like, I don't mm. understand. And then, like, you know, maybe there's, like, a, uh, an island somewhere where all these awesome rockers are going and just starting bands for, like, there'd be, there'd be John and George and fucking Charlie Watts just all living together somewhere. Yeah, well, you haven't heard much about Charlie Watts lately, have you? Yeah. He's been quiet the last few years. <laughs> I mean, um, the Stones just put out an album and the Lazy Cunt is only playing on two songs. I mean, mm. pull it out your ass, Charlie. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's selfish, really. I mean, selfish. what about the fans? Think of the fans. Selfish. Uh, yeah, but to get back on point, Band on the Run, um, I think it's got some absolute classic songs and then it's got some big piles of dog shit on it as well, which I guess is most albums in the 70s. I think it's aged well. I think it's well recorded. It's a shame McCartney's playing the drums, but what are you going to do when the rest of your band quits and doesn't want to go to wherever the fuck they recorded this? Jamaica? Yeah, or is so it one member quit a couple weeks out before they went, and then another one quit the night before they went off to Africa to uh, record this yeah. album. And Paul was saying, oh, I'll show you guys. I'll make a hit. And he did. And he did. And he did. Yeah. What a! I wish you, you know, everybody wishes they could just do that. I like, eh? I'm gonna be a complete fucking stallion in the sack tonight, and then, and then you are, you know, like power yeah. of positive thought. Yes, so um, I'm going to. Yeah, are we going to run go. by through the songs and go? Oh give sure, our... we haven't done that in a while. Where you go? Okay, so first song. Um, Band on the run. Mm. Um, I have to say, the title of the album. Yeah, it's also the first song on the record. Mm. I have to say, I remember being a little kid sitting next to the radio one day, and Band on the Run came on, and instantly my little ears pricked up, and I went, "Ah, oh, it's different." Mm. And then I pretty much just sat there mesmerized listening to the song, thinking, "This is." Fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. This is fantastic. And uh, yeah, all McCartney. Did you walk and... around the house afterwards going, no, 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 as every little kid does? Oh, I was a man. Ran and on and on the rain came crashing down. Oh, I forget the lyrics mm. now, but I remember singing that all the time and thinking, wow. Because yeah. I just love the sections of it, how it went quiet. And then it, we had the big. You know, the, the chorusy bit. Do, 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 bow, bow, bow. Yeah. Yeah, the sections. Mm -hmm. are, oh, it's, it's a classic piece of music. It's fucking, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It's a great, great fucking song. Just hits yeah, you in the I, face and it's just. I I hate being positive art. with you, but yeah, I have to agree. It's a great, it's a well-written song. It's very Beatlesy. It's very Paul with all the sections. It's got those uh, uh, ABBA uh, songwriting uh, thing that he does. You're aware of that one where he goes the A chord, the first chord, and then the second chord is another chord. 
And then he goes that second chord again, and then he goes back to the first chord Uh for the fourth part, and then it repeats back onto the the first chord again, Ah, which was the last chord you had. So it's A, B, B, A, which he did in Penny Lane and all these sort of other songs. And uh, you listen to it and go, oh, wow, this is that little trick he does quite a bit, and it seems to turn out some pretty amazing songs. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, it's all about tricks, isn't it? It's just mathematics. But yeah, like quality recording, nice guitar tones, good drum sound, good song, good harmony. I was the same when I was a kid. I didn't, like when I was introduced to the Beatles, it was just a giant box of vinyls. And it had some, you know, this is in the 80s. And so it had some solo Beatles stuff in amongst it. And I remember looking at the album cover for Band on the Run and thinking, oh, this is just like Sgt. Pepper. You know, there's like a collection of guys against the wall. That's neat. They're being caught by the police or whatever it's supposed to be. But I was, I just, it was Paul McCartney and he was making more music. And I just thought, oh, this is the Beatles, as you do when you're five years old. But yeah, uh, great song. Winner. Moving on. Hmm. What's Who's next? Jet. Ditto. Like an incredible song. Yeah. Two in a row. Like, oh, it just sounds amazing. Nice upbeat rocker. It's got that cool pedal tone on, like, it's an organ or something that goes in the middle, and it's just like one chord going in the middle of when it comes in. I'm going to fucking clear what the words and all that about. Apparently, he just makes lyrics. His lyrics are all just made up shit about some fucking thing he just fucking wrote down and went, I don't know what it's about either. Well, he said that's just my method. Movement. Anyway, um, so he's gone. Here's my new album. He's gone up, up, two quality songs. And then what does he do? Uh, It's a song called Bluebird, which is a Mm. nice song, but I'd. Take a shit on it any day. Um, Piece ugh. of crap. I was like, this is a leftover from the White Album that nobody fucking wanted to put on an album. And then he's like, ah, oh, I need some filler. Acoustic jangle crap. I kind of feel like it's like at the time with the like happy movements and shit, it might have been a song people sat around um, smoking dope to and going, uh, yeah, we're going to bring peace to the world. That kind of a song. It just doesn't. It doesn't fit with the other two. It, but yeah. it is like, like you say, I sort of, it's too happy, peppy, fucking, what's singing about a yep. fucking bird? Because, he, you know, he wrote he... that song Blackbird, which was a hit. People loved yeah. it. And then he thought, oh, Bluebird, oh, it'll be a partner song. Piece of shit, Paul. Moving on. I don't like either of those fucking songs. Yeah. yeah. So then we've got, what's number four? This is Vanderbilt. Hmm. How do you feel about this? I don't know. I don't know. It's catchy. It's got a really catchy chorus, but it's kind of, I kind of want it to fuck off as well, but it's quite well done. Yeah. I kind of almost agree. I'd never heard it before or at least remembered hearing it before. Uh, uh, I I remember hearing it it around. Uh, Yeah, it's... But it's kind of I liked it. a really good, but I don't still don't. Oh, I can just, oh, there's something about no, it. It's catchy. I'll take it. It's an earworm. It's a pop hit. It's, you know, uh, I think it's good. 
it's it is. It's, you listen to it, you're like, well, it's better than Bluebird. It's 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 on track. It's quite creative. Yeah, uh, like like the first two songs. Yeah, but it's a bit off for me, but yeah, that's how I feel. It's Catchy. it's like being a teenager and being confused about your sexuality. Um, for a short period of nine or ten or twenty years, you know, yeah. you know what I mean. We just when you're just <laughs> nine or curious. twenty, thirty, forty, forever, yeah. <laughs> well, you die, off and you on for a few yeah. decades, yeah. Like but, most, like most straight men on their deathbed, you think to yourself, "I wonder what it would have been like to suck a dick," and then you die. <laughs> you're just questioning it all the way to the is end. It, is it too late, <laughs> doctor? Doctor, is it too late? Yeah. That male nurse looks a bit sideways. Maybe he would. <laughs> Too late. Dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sounded like you died choking on it. Uh, next, okay. I think, is one of the better songs on the record. Uh, Let Me Roll It. At first I thought it doesn't work, and then I was like, this is genius. Well... You know what it reminds me of is John Lennon's song, um, mm. Watching the Wheels Go By. Uh, we're you talking know, about just, the same song? Just, let me let roll me, it? Yeah, just lyrically, because it's got the word wheel in it. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Good connection there, mate. So, yeah, um, obviously I've put those two things together. But it's a song I started off thinking, oh, this might grow on me. And then as I listened to it, it grew off me. Oh, man, no, yeah. I love it. But then I've heard lots of artists cover it, and there's some great covers. But I just think it's a solid little blues song. It's not groundbreaking. But I love it. It's a good just crank it up. The little odd time signature of the guitar intro, the whatever it is, I always sort of, I don't like the tone of that guitar, but then the song itself I like a lot. I have to say it does throw in a lot of interesting curveballs and just changes and yeah and yeah, just he's... weird noises all of a sudden it goes you know, like you're in a soft acoustic song and all of a sudden it goes and it's yeah you know, doing something. It's... Fucking McCartney. that's not a very good liberal he can do that accent. shit can he yeah doing um i think we might be a... what was in the beatles oh that's fucking mick jagger i'm gonna stop trying um i think we might be agreed on this next one i'm gonna go out on a little limb on a limb mamoonia yeah, mm. I'm gonna call this a steaming pile of shit and go fuck off and die. Yeah, I'm gonna pour toxic waste on it and uh, hope it affects Paul's ability to have children in the future. I'm gonna rate this blind bitch in a diner, uh, Mamunia. Ah. Yeah, right. Well, let's just move along swiftly. I don't <laughs> even remember. Um, so the next two songs, "No Words" and Picasso's "Last Words," I can't remember which one of these is like. I'm assuming it's Picasso, but it's like that hodgepodge of every song on the album, and it sounds like shit. Picasso's that, last words, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck was going it's on a, there? I thought it's like, its own song, and then it comes up with sections of band on the run and chair. Yeah, me. I like. I put it on. I thought oh, I was getting ready to skip it. Right, I thought this is a easy skip, and I thought, no, no, Dan gets mad at me when I skip shit. So I forced my way through it, and I was like, I never want to hear that again in my life. That was fucking atrocious. It's, you know, that Picasso's last words, it's kind of like this folky sing-along poppy song. Uh. 
and then they just drag it out to the nth degree of just yeah. painfulness with all these yeah uh, trying reprises. to be creative and arty yeah and it's just annoying as fuck when they just and it's a very stop start changey yeah there's a kick 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 and then it goes into a band on the run and it's sort of a mm. part and yeah well, i agree it starts off as if it was a two-minute song that just fucking ended you wouldn't have yeah, that much to say about it but the fact mm. that it drags on and then it ruins all of his the good songs at the beginning of the album it almost ruins the album yeah it's a painful end to the album this 1985 song at the end that was fucking painful as well well i didn't like that one that forever. one's meant to be like one of his, the fans, McCartney fans, love 1985. That's one of his big hits, and he's just started playing it again on tour in 2023. And I get it. Yeah, like I know the song, and I know sort of the hook. I was familiar with it. But, yeah, not what I'd rate put on as greatest hits or anything, but it's um, people speak highly of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like it's a painful downward roll for me at the end of this album like the second half yeah i'd happily call you know you could make a super solid band on the run ep you know but if you're going um paul mccartney and wings best of you're going to have band on the run jet i'm going to throw and let me roll it off this album you might have mrs vanderbilt if you needed a bit of filler on the second disc but uh, I reckon there's there's three epics on here for me to use your rating system. Yeah, I kind of feel like maybe with his first three albums, he could have made one album if he had a bit mm. more of a filter. If he had a George Martin in the background going fuck off, or he or he wasn't John used going, yeah. Well, if yeah, like if he had other band members who had better songs at the time, they could cobble together yeah. a good album. Well, if you took maybe one or two have done, if you do yeah. what the fans have done and take like the first two solo albums from all the Beatles and pick the hit songs off it, and they've made like the Black Album and the Red Album and you know stuff that like the album that would have been if they'd stayed together. There's some bank like you'd have maybe I'm amazed. You'd have Imagine. You'd have. Uh, what the fuck did George do? Like, All Things Must Pass and uh, My Sweet Lord. You know, like, it'd be killer. But, of course, they went together. Yeah. It's that kind of what happened to the other ones, like George and John just, like, stretching it out with the shit. Yeah. Rather than, you know, it's like every like album cycle, it. I've got a couple of good ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? But Which I can't do an it. album. Between the four of them doing two songs a piece, you know, you've there's an album kind of thing. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Bloody Beatles. They were bloody good, weren't they, mate? They were bloody great. And they've just re-put out the uh, the Red and the Blue album. Oh, yeah. we got a special guest, Michael Caine, here today. <laughs> I'm point well, I, really, I really do look her face. It's not Michael Caine. That's not Michael Caine. I can't even fucking do it, mate. Now I'm all over the fucking place. Yeah. We've got lots of fucking people in the studio. (laughs) Michael, Michael, 
I hear you're retiring yes. from acting now. So are you are you going oh, no, to the special our island? Are you going to the special I'm island? I'm going to join. I'm going to join. See, I'm going to join Charlie Watts and John Lennon and uh, that other fucking guy, and we're going to have a great time on the island. And uh, I'm never going to be in another fucking Batman film ever again. Now I sound like fucking. Uh, I'm in the Rolling Stones again, mate. <laughs> So the interesting thing about this is I was looking on the Spotify. Yeah. Big song on the album. What do you reckon for streams? Oh, it's... Oh, you're fucking a jet. That's what I'm going with. Band on the run, 251 million. Oh, wow. Jet's got 49 million. Yeah, it's nothing. And then you're right. Let me roll it. 32 million. Woo! And I was very surprised to see the next song on the list, 1985, 23 yeah. million. And the rest of you can fuck shit. off. Yeah. Yeah, right. Mm. Fuck off, they said. Fuck off. Well, so, like, Wings, how long did they last? They were kind of another 10-year thing, right? Like, he had the Beatles in the 60s, he had Wings in the 70s, and then he was just solo. Yeah. In the 80s, 90s to now. Well, hanging on the coat strings of Stevie Wonder and people like that, Michael Jackson, just just rumbling along, and every now and then putting out a solo album that people went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, yeah. nothing really. And then, yeah, yeah, did nothing for, he didn't, yeah, 90s onwards, he's just an old man making music that nobody cares about. You know what I found kind of funny is that he asked the EMI for a list of studios around the world because he wanted to get out of England and record somewhere different. Mm. And uh, he, he found a stu- EMI had a studio in Lagos, Nigeria, and he thought, that'll be Nigeria. awesome. It's like, mm. sounds exotic and wonderful, and I'll go swimming every day in the ocean. And he went there and he didn't quite realize that there'd been a civil war and the and the country was uh, under control by uh, military occupation at the time. And it was a bit of a hellhole full of disease. Mm. That's where he got robbed with Linda. They got mugged walking at night and all the demos of their songs were stolen. And the studio uh. they went to was falling apart and shit and unfinished. Uh, they had a bit of a nightmare time. And then... Um, he went and talked to some musician he wanted to play on the record and it was an african musician and he got really upset and said that mccartney was just coming to africa to steal their music Mm. and um he played them their music and said no i'm not stealing anything these are the songs we're going to do it's kind of the same shit we always do and the guy went all right but i was interested to listen to that mamunia which seemed kind of a very african sound stole it fucking paul I think Just after we went, fuck that prick, I'll, I'll knock yeah. off there. Oh, we thought, well, that is a fucking good idea. I'm going to steal some of their music. And it was shit. Yeah. And it was shit. Yeah. Oh, well, no. I mean, look. Nice work, Paul. Yeah, you have a decade full of every song's a banger. Then you have a decade of just like every third song's a banger. And then you have a decade where one song's a banger. And then you have no more bangers. But you keep so on going like, just on the name. You just yeah, keep going. Just keep you become going. a legend. You've got, you've got fucking, you know, one dead ex-wife, but the rest of the ex-wives are still alive. And 
they want some of that sweet, sweet McCartney money. I always thought like the the horriblest part of being a big rock star is when no one gives a shit about your new record and every interview you gotta do, you gotta talk about the fortieth anniversary of some shit or the fiftieth oh, sure. or what what happened when someone said something to you in a party in nineteen sixty three and you know, it's two thousand twenty, you know, that must be fucking you must know I should yeah. give up. Like no one but gives a also- fuck anymore. I'm crap. You've also been playing the same songs for fucking 70 years. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Jesus. Oh, let's tune that down. A fucking tone, shall we? That's a bit high these days. I was 15 years old. I can't play it in E anymore. Can can we tune it down to C sharp? Oh, fuck. Speaking of which, of tuning it down, uh, we are running down on the... uh, um, the spend in the studio, so we need to, you know, wrap this up before producer Eric gets upset at us. We're obviously uh, we've got to get the um, studio sprayed for. Um, uh, there's been an AIDS outbreak in the office again. Another so, one. Yeah, so we've got to get we've got to get the curtains fucking changed again. It's going to cost us three grand. It's a pain in the ass, I know, but. Well, I mean, AIDS. What are we you going to do? Just, we need to get our own studio, not sharing with these filmmakers. Who, I mean, what's their logo? I is it pronounced Snoof? Is that? I mean, yeah, the Snoof not, films. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're like they're really nice guys. They're yeah. artistic. Like they draw people on the floor. Yeah, well, like yeah, at least once or twice a week. Yeah, it's really lots of. Yeah, lots of red paint. Yeah. And oh, we know it's really creative. They, creative. I'm happy that they soundproof the studio, though. It makes um, life real easy for us, but there's no noise from the out. You know, we can't hear any street noise. In but here. it does get a bit stinky in here. Like, it just, I don't know. It's it's something it died behind like, the walls or something. It's like, like Meatworks is what it smells like, you know? No. That, that, oh, it's more like the awful put. Awful put yeah. outside the meat works after like yeah, three or four true. days. Just, but anyway, look, lovely guys. They lovely do, guys. you know, they're just, they're always, you know, leaving us cups of, cups of tea and, and biscuits yeah. around and stuff. Just, you know, there's some young usually, ladies coming in. Coming and going. Yeah. Well, oh, well they come. I never see them go. go. No. Yeah. Well, they leave after, after we're gone, obviously. Yeah. Well, I, look, I do appreciate that they leave us, the snoof guys, they leave us. Those yeah. white envelopes full of cash um, every day. Very appreciated. Very appreciated. Yeah. And it yeah. just goes along. And they tidy up after themselves mostly, which so we yeah. just look the other way. The, at, yeah. Things. I need to reintroduce myself because they keep, they get my name wrong. They keep writing on that envelope that's full of cash. It says hush on it. And it's not my name, is it? No. Oh. Hmm. Odd. Uh, so, what, what are you going to rate this son of a bitch? Oh well, like I wanted nine to rate songs, it. forty-one minutes feels like an hour yeah. and a half. Um, yeah, I did want to rate it really highly. Like I came into this thinking I'm gonna love it because it's fucking Paul McCartney. Um, and this again, like we get a lot of the time. I think half of it is great, and the other half is shit. So, but I'm gonna give it. I am going to give it a oh, seven, just because 
the bangers truly are rock classics, uh, but they deserve to be surrounded by better songs. So, well, I was you? looking up um, the traditional reviews from the mainstream reviewers. Rolling Stone uh, and such. Yeah. yeah, four out of five. Generally, they give this album. I'm looking nine songs. I'm saying two of them are great, and the rest are. I kind of feel like wiping my ass with them. Oh, I'm going to go three out of ten. I'm just going to throw caution Ouch. to the wind. Wow, <laughs> it is what it is. McCartney. You I, I just the don't ball. hate the McCartney. I just don't hate the McCartney. I think he's very, mm. very talented. Yeah. Like you look at like. Fucking, what's that song? Um, Live and Let Die. Fucking wicked song. What a piece of shit that song is, Dan. Oh, Get love your head out of your ass. Fucking Just awesome Guns N' Roses classic. covered it. And Guns N' Roses did an awesome cover of it, too. Fucking great. But uh, there's some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Being a definitive brew review, yeah. really. We can't say it clear enough. It Three out of ten, seven out of ten. I mean... That's yeah. obviously said a lot of minds. Know, if you didn't know before, yeah. you know now. Yeah, like, well, it's been decided. I think we can, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well done. Pointing well, to confused. We've really, uh, well, uh, sorry, guys. The, um, yeah, the, the Snoof film guys are banging on the wall. I think, um, oh, we're going to have to get out of here. Um, they got a lot of chains this time. Yeah. That big guy's always carrying a large garbage bag. Looks like it's oh. got a carpet in it, isn't it? Oh, we'd better get out of their way because they yeah, got clean okay. up. All right, guys. Hey, good to see you again. Okay. All right. Sweet. Okay. <laughs>